Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on the Ciroc Point after hanging out with the Cajun Cannon after a 24-17 Saints victory, winning edition of the Ciroc Point after, and a first-place NFC South edition of the Point after as well, Cajun Cannon. Yeah, uh, the trifecta, uh, Falcons lose, the Bucks lose, now the Cowgirls lose. It'll be, the trif- it'll be, it'll be a perfect Sunday. It'll be a perfect fall day. Uh, the Saints come out on top. I still don't know how we only won uh, by single digits being plus five in the turnover margin. I'm like, what? If you'd have told me we were plus five before the game, I said, we're not only going to beat the Bears, we're going to crush them. You would think plus five. I'm not saying you're scoring a touchdown every, every time, but I said we're probably winning about 20-plus points. Now, I thought the game would be 27-13. to 13. I thought the Saints would cover the eight and a half, uh, not so fast. I think uh, Vegas is pretty, uh, you know, eight and a half, and we had a seven-point lead. It just goes to show you. Uh, but you're not going to kick a field goal at the end to make it that double-digit win, 27-17. But, um, you know, th- that's one thing. Bears fans are pretty damn loyal. Um, when you look at the Bears fans that travel and show up, I- I'm like, you, know, you want to talk about their living in the past. Because uh, no Bears fan could talk smack to the Saints. I'm talking about the history of their uh, matchups and what's occurred. You know, right now, uh, over the last two seasons, you know what their record is? 5 and 21. Okay, now, now it's not 21 and 5. 5 and 21, and the Bears fans, the Bears. Uh, they, they still are showing up. Uh, they, they more like the, the baseball version. They more like Chicago Cubs. I think there's young pups. They're not no uh, grizzly bear, no uh, big bad bear. But look, uh, the Saints have now won uh, seven straight games against Chicago. Uh, that's counting the playoffs. Again, that's that, that's not an opinion. We won seven straight games uh, against the Bears, counting the playoffs. Like I said, in the Superdome. We've now won seven straight times uh, in the regular season, not counting the playoffs. Uh, we're 7-2 and two against the Bears in the Superdome. In the regular season, we've now uh, have an edge, 18-13. The reason why I bring this up, you know, they're one of only 11 clubs. Now, you know, there's um, 31 clubs, but they're one of 11 clubs the Saints have a winning record against. And the seven-game regular season winning streak against the Bears is the longest against any opponent. So if you got bear family or bear cousins or friends, now listen, they might be trying to talk bad about the Saints, but you could tell them, man, what are you talking about? You better look in the mirror uh, where the Bears are at. But I thought the Bears played hard. 
Uh, the Bears played tough, but uh, I'm very optimistic where we're at right here. Being plus five for the season. I mean, uh, for the game. Now plus eight for the season. Remember, we won seven games last year, and we were minus 11. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tend to look at the glass half full and, and half instead of half empty in that regard. By us being able to get uh, three interceptions, and, you know, you got to be able to make playmakers, not necessarily uh, passes defended uh, when all said and done. Uh, do you know who's leading the NFL right now in interceptions? The Saints, the Houdan Nation. We got 12 picks on the season. We came into the game fourth. Now the 49ers and the Jaguars, uh, they have 11, but they're on the bye week, so we're ahead of them. And then you look at the Bengals. When are the Bengals playing? Uh, tonight, uh, Charlie? Yeah, Sunday night football. So they have 10. So if they get two, they're going to tie us. If they get three, then they have the lead. But I'm going to go with the Saints are the number one team taking away uh, the ball by air, by uh, getting interceptions. Again, that's where we're at. Now, you would think, I go, man, we're making this rookie quarterback look all world, right? I mean, uh, like Dennis Allen said, now you can't take away the mistakes because that's all part of football. You know, when you count the interceptions, uh, he looked very confident at times. I mean, is this Justin Fields running? Way too easy to get yards. He ran 70 Ugh. yards uh, right at nine-yard average uh, per attempt, you know, extending plays. You know, he actually uh, threw for more yards than Derek Carr. Derek Carr had 211. He had 220, but he had two touchdowns, three picks. Derek Carr had two touchdowns, zero picks, a quarterback rating uh, of 109. Well, guess what? Uh, Badgent's. Is it Bajan or Bajan? I, I, I know Jeff always knows it. Bajan. Oh, oh Bajan. Say his name right. Don't don't mess up his name. So Bajan? Bajan is the correct okay. pronunciation, Thank right? Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Bajan. He had a quarterback rating of 65.3. Well, why are you bringing that up, Bobby? Okay, let me tell you why. This is one thing that is very encouraging, that we have gotten after the quarterbacks where they, they, we force them into mistakes or they're not very accurate in the game. You know, we're only behind the Ravens right now, uh, opponent QB rating. Uh, we were giving up 73.2, which is second best in the league. Well, now uh, today we are coming to 65.3. So that's a good thing. You intercept the ball, uh, the opposing quarterback, he's going to be like on a roller coaster, but he's not going to have a QB rating, and maybe you could uh, force him into mistakes. Now, what is not good because Dennis Allen said he was going to coach him up. I think he got kind of perturbed with the media. <laughs> it was like, come on, D.A. Well, it's not no magic thing what we do at halftime, making adjustments. All I know is the last four games, it's amazing we've even won a game in the first half how we played defensively. And when you think about it defensively, I mean, because we've been outstanding most season, uh, especially in the second half, but throughout. You know, coming into the game, we had the fifth overall best defense, uh, number seven against the pass. Now, middle of the pack uh, against the run. Uh, we weren't very good against the run today, but I'm going to elaborate on that later. Uh, but when, when you look at that, you would never know this, but we've done the last four games, the last four games uh, on defense to start. Do you know we've given up last four games? In the first half, there's not a, 927 yards. And 122 points. Is our first half defense, is that the LSU fighting Tigers? Ouch. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, come on. Hmm. Uh, no, I thought realistic. Okay, we're going to get right this game. 
on our first half defense. Uh, not so fast. It, it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So, uh, I don't know. We played the Vikings. Look, I thought uh, the Vikings had no chance against Atlanta today. Uh, but look, they ended up winning. Good for us. You know, the Falcons had a loss. And then the Texans. Uh, look at C.J. Stroud. He sets a rookie record. He threw for almost uh, 500 yards, I think, Charlie. 470-plus, if I'm guessing. 470, yeah. Uh, around there. and But look, um, uh, the Texans end up being the Buccaneers. Uh, so, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you crush an opponent or you win by one. Um, you might not be happy with the win, but uh, an ugly win, I always say this, is better than, man, we played awesome. How did we lose that game? I'd rather play ugly. And all, no, we, we all won. Because we won't even – it'll be like uh, beginning – like we beginning of November. It'll be beginning of December. We'll be like – you don't remember what really happened. You just know if you want to lost the game. So uh, I, I think that's where we're at. Now looking at the contribution, because I think you're going to see this uh, throughout the season. Uh, looking at Taysom Hill. I mean, I, you got to be un-American not to like Taysom Hill. Well, uh, especially on the field. The same thing uh, on and off the field, but especially like uh, you're a good American if you love Alvin Kamara on the field. I would say Taysom on and off. Uh, but Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill on the field. He had 68 uh, yards total. Kamara had 70. So you combine that and well, how they contribute, uh, th- that's what you want. Uh, you want to have 150-plus uh, uh, yards. But the one thing that caught my attention, Taysom Hill's a record setter. You know, I love records. Steve, you know, I always talk about that. You know, this season we all know he's lined up at quarterback. He's lined up at tight end, receiver, running back. He needed 39 more yards rushing and six more yards receiving to be only the fourth player in NFL history to top 2,000 yards passing, 2,000 yards rushing, and 600 yards receiving in his career. Well, uh, 52 is more than 39 yards. (laughs) And then he needed uh, receiving. He needed six. He got 13. So now Taysom Hill is in that category only one of four players in NFL history to top 2,000 yards passing, rushing the football, and yards receiving in a career. And it ain't over. I was going to say, I got more Taysom uh, history stats for you. Uh, Yeah, tell me this. Is it dealing with Frank Gifford? Yes, recorded his 10th career receiving touchdown today. He Hill's now the fifth player in NFL history, fifth player in NFL history with at least 10 passing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns, and 10 rushing touchdowns in his career. And he's the first since Frank Gifford did it in 1964. All of the previous four other players are also in the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, there's going to be, I'm telling you, when all said and then there might be a special category for Taysom Hill uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, we all remember Frank Gifford with the, uh, the the Giants, and then obviously, you know, when you later on, and then he's doing Monday Night Football, and oh yeah, that, that's Kathy Lee's uh, husband, uh, you know, Frank Gifford. But uh, yeah, uh, Taysom is on a level uh, that he has to be a big part of the game plan, uh, game in and game out. Like we played the Vikings, yes, uh, Taysom Hill. Has to be part of game plan. Now, one thing I, I saw in the game, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. As Michael Thomas played four quarters and not caught a ball, I don't know if it's in his career. Maybe when he was hurting, you know, that year when he played through it. But Yeah, but he probably still caught a ball. <laughs> right. He had one target, zero catches. I don't know if I've ever witnessed Michael Thomas 
not catching a pass in a game. Well, he did not have one uh, today. Uh, Chris Olave had eight targets, six receptions. Uh, he led the team 46 yards. He had that one touchdown. But how about with the one time? Remember when we went far and fourth down and didn't make it, and he caught the ball? Oh, why are you falling down? Look where, look, okay, everybody tapes the game. Look where he caught the ball. You're going to tell me he couldn't get one or two yards more? You're going to get hit. It's tackle football. It's not flag football. Don't fall unless a defender makes you fall or if the ball's at, at, at uh, your shoestrings. Uh, if it's anywhere around your kneecaps or your thigh, catch the ball and head north and south. Don't catch the ball and fall down. Now, maybe he might say, well, he's little like Brandon Cooks. You don't want to get hit. Uh, I mean, you don't play in the NFL to be scared, but that's playing scared when something like that happens. I don't know. He's saving himself, trying to last a long time, but look if we get the first down instead of, you don't know how the game's going to turn out. Instead of all of a sudden a four-down situation, eh, we'll be giving the ball back to the Bears. That's why those plays like that end up driving me crazy. Now, when I look at it defensively, uh, and I was bragging on about this, but uh, to me, we still need to get a better pass rush at time. You know, when I was looking at it, what well, we had, a couple of sacks. Of, uh, oh, Bob, it's not just about sacks. Oh, we only had four quarterback hurries. I mean, it's not like uh, the Bears or the Detroit Lions offensive line. Look at it, this. It's like when we play the Lions, we're going to have another one of those zero sacks, zero quarterback hurries. Uh, because I thought we'd have been more productive and being more disruptive against a rookie quarterback. Now, Zach Bond, I don't know. Why, why. Oh, he's in your doghouse. Well, I mean, I, I think he's outstanding. I'd put him on special, special teams. teams. right? If uh, he's playing in a game and he's on defensive snaps, he's the weak link. They're going to attack him. He ended up with two tackles, but so many times. Didn't we get outflanked in the flat so many times? And we weren't up feeling enough to contain the quarterback? Well, if that doesn't change, you don't think teams keep trying to run those plays until you could stop it? So I, I was disappointed in uh, Zach Bond in that regard. I thought Cam Jordan, I thought this was one of his most productive games this season. I thought Cam came to play. I'm not saying he drank the fountain of youth, but Cam came to play. Uh, he was third in uh, total tackles with seven. He had a sack, two quarterback hurries, and a tackle fell loss. I, I thought um, even though Pete Werner um, recovered a fumble at the end, man, he was getting blocked. I don't know. I, I just see him getting blocked a lot. He had a foam recovery. Um, looking at DeMario Davis, I think even though uh, DeMario Davis was very productive, I don't think our linebackers maybe played as well, that being DeMario Davis and Pete Werner, like I thought. Uh, but DeMario Davis uh, ended up having 10 total tackles, eight unassisted, a sad quarterback hurry, tackle fall uh, loss, a forced fumble. But the one who showed up and was DB1 today was not Marshawn Lattimore. It was all uh, Paulson and Debo. What a day. Paulson and Debo was outstanding. Steve, look how active he was. He had seven total tackles. Second best uh, tie with Cam Jordan. Uh, second best uh, 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 unassisted five. Two interceptions. Three passes defended. And you know you, you know what's awesome? You know what's uh, double dipping? Whenever you could force a fumble and then you recover it. You know, sometimes you force a fumble, you don't know where the ball's going and you don't recover it. No, someone else hopefully on your team scoops it up, right? Right, but if you could force a fumble and you recover it, it uh, doesn't get better than that. So uh, Paulson Adebo 
uh, he almost played like, for sure he should get two game balls. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, maybe if he'd have been like perfect, then you give him three, but like two and a half. But he should definitely uh, get a lot of recognition there. Uh, but I, th- I thought I was disappointed in our pass rush. Also disappointed in our run defense. Uh, again, uh, when you look at it, we gave up uh, f- five yards a carry. So 4.9 is five yards, 156 yards. You got to count the quarterback yards. You cannot say, oh, if I take out the quarterback rushing yards, <laughs> this is what we did. No, they had 32 rushes, 156, 4.9 yard average. Uh, Bajan had uh, like nine yard average, but even Foreman, a traditional running back, he averaged four point two. He ended up having eighty three yards, and um, you know th- that's one area. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, and we have been amongst the top five, but not so much this season. Coming into the game, uh, we were ranked twentieth. Now we outstanding overall defense, pass defense, but twenty against the run. So that definitely has to improve because uh, I think we have the skill set to be able to do this. Even though our offense, uh, now we didn't have one of those unbelievable days like we're having four or 500 yards of total offense because, uh, you know, we all got our game by the Bears 368 to 301. But uh, when you look at it, I still think that our defense has to be outstanding. How we structured to win. Now, we, we don't. Uh, we don't want our uh, defense just to be average. I mean, our offense to be average. You got to be good, very good. But our defense has to be outstanding. I think that's going to be critical, and it helps you uh, outstanding. Look, we held them to 17 points. Well, hell yeah, you get five turnovers. You, they sh- you should hold them to 17. No, if you go in theory, if you break down the percentages, this kind of game, if you plus five instead of 24 17, that should be 30 something to 17. I don't know. 34 to 17, 38 17, but but nothing's easy right now for the Saints. But as long as they win, we win and we in the fir- and we in first place in the NFC South. We're going to pause 10 seconds now to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints 24-17 winners over the Chicago Bears, improving to 5-4 and four on the season. Now sit in first place in the NFC South. We'll be back with more on the Ciroc Point After, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. Want to get to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. So many Houdads lined up. Want to talk about the Saints 24-17 victory over the Bears. Going to go to Ed in Abita Springs. What you got for us today, Ed? Ed, what you got? You there, Ed? Ones, Ed. Okay, Ed, Ed, Ed choked up. Come on, Ed. Don't All right, Ed. Choke up, Ed. Come Sorry, on. Rob. Now it's on to you in Mid-City. What you got for us, Rob? Hey, how y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. All right, Rob, what you got? I like number 99, Collis Saunders, man. I, I think he's doing a hell of a job, and I think it's creative play calling by, by Pete Carmichael using the big fella. And, and he's our version of Travis Hunter. Playing both sides of the ball. Well, he's he's like our version, uh, old school. Uh, I mean, because we played the Bears fridge. He's our fr- refrigerator. Remember the fridge? Remember yeah, William Perry? You, you might be too young, Rob. I don't know. Remember the fridge? Uh, that that's when they truly were the monsters of Midway. When the Bears were the best. Uh, that's when uh, Buddy Ryan in that forty-six defense, and the fridge is part of that with McMichael and Dan Hampton and all. And then they would utilize him at running back. And then you remember when they gave yeah, Fridge, and you remember when Mike Dick gave Fridge a touchdown and took it away from Walter Payton? But we have that virgin, and we have that in Saunders. Uh, Robbie, still there? Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm still here. Go ahead, Bob. I'm listening. Yeah, so uh, we have that version. And uh, the, the one thing I like, because I think we got to still get better against the run, uh, probably the quiet leader in the interior would be Shepard. He ended up having five tackles. And then Saunders had five tackles. So uh, I think they contributed at a high level. Uh, Malcolm Roach has kind of been an unsung uh, hero in uh, in that rotation in the interior. Uh, Brian Brzee, you know, it seems like he always gets a pass defending every game. He had one today. He had a couple of tackles. But I still think we got to be better against the run. Uh, you know, when, when you think about it, well, uh, it's a passing league. I, I don't know. Teams still try to run. When you play the 49ers and the Eagles, you don't think they're going to try and run on you? Uh, so, so that's why I still think we got to get better in that area. And, um, look, it, seem, it seems like it's almost I would like to flip the script. You know how the Bears average 4.9 yards a run and we average 3.2? I would like our defense to give up 3.2 and we average 4.9. So we've been a little inconsistent in that area. The one thing that's really different from last season is we number one in the NFL on interceptions now with 12. And we finished last season at minus 11, a turnover margin. And now, like I said, we plus eight. Plus eight, shame on you if you don't win. Uh, right now, uh, you know we should really be right now? If I'm woulda, coulda, shoulda. Okay, you look at it right now. Well, what are we, five and four? And I'm being, being fair. We should be seven and two. Now, we're not seven and two. I'm just telling you, like where we're at right now. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. No, but where we <laughs> at? Not, oh, no. no, where we at right now? That's not like oh, we'd be undefeated. No, no, no. Tampa Bay kicked our butt. Uh, you cannot uh, take that. And Jacksonville. No, no, no. But like, I look like the Texans and what occurred and all. But I don't know. The Green Bay game is definitely the grossest of everything. Green Bay, twelve minutes left. You're about seventeen, right. and you lose that. So that, that, that's kind of games. And you know when it unfolds, then you kind of break down the schedule and what occurred. I can tell you right now. I don't care if we go into Minnesota, and, and look, and they beat the Falcons in a shootout uh, without. And they're banged up, right? Without Kirk Cousins, without that, Justin Jeff- Jefferson. I mean, come on. I I, I think. You're talking about probably the greatest receiver in the NFL right now, or definitely in the top three. And then Kirk Cousins, you know, it's about consistency and the numbers. But when, when, you know why the Vikings, you look at last year, all those close games they, they won, what they were like 11 and 1 in one score games. Right. They've been in the most one score games the last two seasons, any other team. And then, you know, at the beginning of this year, the Vikings were losing those games. Why they were losing? Turnovers. They were like minus five or six or something. Well, yeah, that's not. It wasn't because Kirk Cousins wasn't doing his job. But I'm saying, us playing right now, there's no reason why we should not win three in a row, uh, going to Minnesota. Then you have the bye week. Then we go to Atlanta and we play the NFC South uh, right after the bye. No, we can go in a row. We got to go in a row. I, listen, it was an ugly win. Uh, but uh, this is the NFL. When you were watching that game, let's say you were watching at home or you're in the Dome. Then the freaking Bears play hard. Uh, the Bears, they look like no damn two-win team. No, definitely not. Man, it's pros. They were fighting. It's pros versus pros. That's uh, It's very humbling. You can't just show up and play an NFL game. No, you get embarrassed. We'll get more back into the Sir Rock Point after when we return right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Week nine's been so fine. Saints a winner 24-17 over the Chicago Bears. Black and gold now five and four on the season and sitting atop the NFC Souths. And things broke the black and gold's way today uh, in other games around the end of the division. Yeah, uh, uh, being, uh, listen, um, you might say, "Oh, well, the NFC South week." Uh, well, uh, I'm not. What you want me to cheer for the Bucks and the Falcons to win? Oh, look at the NFC South. Well, that's a tough division. No, I want us to win the division and we get to host a playoff game. And it's not a series; you just got to win one game. Anything can happen. Can the ball bounce your way? Wouldn't you be shocked if you ever were in a, a plus three, a plus four, a plus five game and you lost? You, you got to be freaking kidding me! That there's no way, and that could happen in a playoff game. You don't know how the ball's going to bounce and what's going to happen. But one thing I was surprised that happened, and Steve, this is our Diamond in the Rough segment. Yeah, Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by Friend and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Pretty eye-popping number here. Well, uh, it's eye-popping because we're really aggressive defensively. Okay, we might be sometimes too handsy, uh, bump and run, uh, they call holding. Uh, did you locate the football? They call pass interference. Do you know we had zero defensive penalties this game? Because you don't always say, mm, you know, because at times, pre- I think it was the preseason, I was worried about this because you can't have nine penalties or more or 100 yards. It's like giving up a touchdown. Look, we won 24-17. We had one penalty for five yards. One. I, I, I would have to look. I don't remember us having <laughs> zero or like one penalties. Uh, in a while. Now, someone might correct me. Oh, well, Bobby, it happened two seasons ago or something. I just don't recall that. And that was outstanding. A truly diamond in the rough. Uh, zero defensive penalties. One penalty for five yards. Because I look at the players who really contributed at a high level. I can't give them a diamond in the rough. Because uh, where we drafted them, or uh, they make it too much damn money. Uh, you have to be like a, a poor man's football player and uh, coming out of nowhere. Like, uh, you know who could be a diamond in the rough if he'd done something? Uh, 
but he's the diamond unpolished, or uh, that being Zach Bond. Uh, no, we. I, I, if Zach Bond would say he got to play a lot today, if he'd have uh, done well, because uh, well, uh, he's a good specialties guy, but if he'd have done well on defense, so yeah, Zach Bond, diamond in the rough, eh, not so fast. So no, diamond in the rough, one penalty, five yards, zero on the defense. No, th- that is outstanding. That is truly winning football. Now, this crew, whatever we had, because I'm looking at the Bears. They had, like them, right. they had eight penalties, wow. 71 yards. And it's not necessarily home cooking. Uh, the officials don't care about uh, the Caesar Superdome. We got ripped <laughs> off Nola no call. Are you kidding me? Whatever this crew is, when we win the NFC South and we host a playoff game, we I, need them. I want this crew. Because <laughs> you know I was thinking about this in the press box. I go, man, they have too much damn time to throw. Then all of a sudden, you might see two or three times. I don't know exactly, uh, Steve, off the top of my head, how many times they called offensive holding on their line. But then I said, in theory, unless it's truly flagrant, I mean, uh, like uh, flagrant or outlandish, um, you know, you can call holding almost every play. So if you really truly want to block somebody, hold a little bit. And are they going to call it or not call it? Because they're not going to call holding every play. So it truly has to be flagrant. So I look at the Bears, when they were calling offensive holding, no, uh, damn it, they holding. And they probably held more than that, but they're not going to call a penalty all the time. But like I said, eight penalties, 71 yards. We had one penalty, five yards. No, I, I think that was legit. So that that is a big – but we didn't continue that uh, against the Vikings. Now – you would say cut it in half. I'd say four or five, like against the Vikings, or four or five against the Falcons in Atlanta. You know, if you kind of along along there, along those lines, no, that'll bode well for the team to help us win. That is the diamond and rough performance of the game brought to you by friend and company. You got a friend in the jewelry business. Coming back with more of the Ciroc Point After right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. Take a shot, passing around, getting on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Want you to join us, 504-260-1870. Got Hollywood and Thibodeau. How you doing today, Hollywood? Hello, Bobby here, Steve. How y'all doing? Hey, Hollywood, what you got, man? Uh, the bottom line is an ugly win, but we still won. Right, but I was uh, kind of surprised that the first two drives when Chicago was, we made them look easy. We didn't uh, put no pressure on the quarterback at all. The first two series, Chicago had the ball that opened again. You remember that, Bobby? Well, I, I remember it because this happened the last four games. Uh, we have been awful. We've been awful in the first half. The last four games. And, and Dennis Allen got a little uh, perturbed with the media and all that. He goes, hey, it ain't no uh, magic or like we make an unbelievable halftime adjustments. Uh, no, uh, you have a game plan. And the Bears had a game plan. All I know is too many damn uh, uh, people wide open in the flat. I mean, if you have containing a quarterback and you're doing uh, a bootleg, then you, the Bears, are trying to run. Uh, so is everybody doing their responsibility and – when I look at it, all I know is they went uh, nine plays, 75 yards, and three minutes, 39 seconds uh, to take a 7 and nothing lead. Now, and they had chunk plays, uh, plus 13, plus 16, plus 13. Uh, to connect, uh, plus 18-yard touchdown. Uh, they even went, remember the fourth and one? I think I want to say uh, uh, Bajan had like a fourth and one conversion on that. Uh, so, I mean, we... Did not stop him. And then uh, the next time, 
Uh, now we come down. We tied seven to seven. They take the lead again, fourteen to seven. They go six plays. Not a short field. Again, the the first two touchdown drives, seventy five yards or seventy five yards. Now this is only two minutes fifty two seconds. And you look at chunk plays. Uh, Bajit Tamudi plus thirty eight. Uh, Tamora plus eighteen. Uh, you look at Kinnett, uh again, uh, plus nine uh, yard touchdown. Beat Zach Bond. Uh, and that, that's what I wrote. I don't know. Zach Bond, I want him to play special teams. Uh, but it was just uh, nothing to write home about. And uh, when you talk about, like, okay, what are you doing defensively and how can you stop them um, from truly getting explosive plays, you know, chunk plays, however you, uh, you describe this. Uh, I want to say Luke Johnson and the pick unit uh, came up with this because – when you look at it, um, you know, Coach Allen mentioned preparation uh, for a game and then what you do uh, as the game progresses, uh, how opposing teams uh, lately have found success, uh, scripting the first 15 or so plays. Uh, and, you know, it's like it involved different formations. We think this is going to work against the Saints and it's definitely working the last four uh, games. And you kind of surprise your opponent, and maybe they make adjust- adjustments. Uh, so it's truly a chess match. Offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and it's vice versa. But you look, Steve, this is coming into the game. And I just mentioned those chunk plays the Bears got on their first two drives. Right. Well, in the first quarters of the last three games, the Saints have allowed eight explosive plays, which are the finest passes of 16 or more yards, a rushing plays at 12 uh, more yards. Uh, that was second worst in the NFL, so that means we were one before last. There's 32 teams. So you know what that's telling me? Uh, we still gave up splash plays. And, and now it's four games in a row. Now what are we going to do against the Vikings? Are the Vikings going to explode? Uh, exploit us like uh, the previous four games in the first quarter, the first half uh, with splash plays? I hope not. Because that's not a winning formula. If you've given up... We don't want Justin Jefferson back next week, that's for sure. No, if, <laughs> if you if you giving up in the first half, it's going to come back to bite you. It's going to catch up. Now, you say, well, it's four quarters, and you look at scoring defense, we only gave up 17 points. But like I said, uh, the last four games, hopefully it's not five, uh, last four games we've given up 122 points and 927 yards in, uh, in, uh, in, in the first half. I mean, it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I mean, is this even the same team? But it's like, is it a preseason game where uh, we play in the JV or the B team in the beginning and then uh, we play the varsity in the second half? No, it's unbelievable. I want to see, because we have that ability, again, to be outstanding, Hollywood, defensively for four quarters. And especially at home. Come on. The fans will go freaking crazy. The defense would kick ass from the get-go. How are you going to cheer if they drive in down the field? Okay, uh, uh, you know, we're going on defense first. Uh, and they go uh, nine plays, 75 yards. Oh, we're losing 7 nothing. Oh, to so, open the darn game, right? To open the game. So uh, now on the road, you don't want the Vikings to be able to do that, but not at home, not in the Dome. I can tell you that would never happen against the Dome Patrol. Oh, hey, Barry, you living in the past. Uh, <laughs> no, this defense wants to be dominant. Oh, on the level of the Dome Patrol. 
I can tell you what, that would never happen. Uh, they wouldn't have those kind of drives to kick off a game. Want to hear from you on the So Rock Point after? Join us, Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines, 504-260-1870. Be back with more right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the So Rock Point after the top team in the NFC South. Your 5-4 Saints taking down the Chicago Bears 24-17 today. Going back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, Bobby going to hit Jim in Lakeshore wants to talk about Dennis Allen. What you want to say, Jim? Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to say was Paulson Adebo, man. Huh? Without him, uh, we might have been in bad shape today. Yo, he, he was a playmaker. Uh, Paulson Adebo uh, played not only as a pro bowler but an all-pro. Uh, the numbers he put up speaks volumes. I mean, look, uh, he was aggressive, good tackler. He was uh, second in uh, unassisted tackles at five. He was second with total tackles with seven. Come on, you get a couple of interceptions in a game. Uh, you play – think about that, uh, three-pass defending. Uh, what I was most impressed with, though, Jim, I'm telling you, that this is the big thing because I've talked to defensive players. Whenever you're able to f- not only force a fumble, but you're still able to recover your own fumble that you force. I'll tell you that that's a big thing. No, uh, Paulson and Debo, a uh, slam dunk. Uh, I know Paulson and Debo uh, came to play at a very high level. Uh, now, I'll look at Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore had three total tackles. You might say, well, who are they targeting? Uh, who are they going after? Um, I'll look at Marcus May. He ended up with an interception, uh, a pass defended. Um, like, I look Tyron Matthew. Uh, he had six total tackles. He had one pass defended. Uh, but don't you think, uh, Jim, that at times that teams, uh, okay, if they know the coverage, and they did that with commit uh, that, uh, okay, Honey Badger's guarding them. It seems like every game uh, Honey Badger gets targeted. And I love Honey Badger, but he's getting older. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Right, Everybody right. knows that. And, and then this guy, he, he, he's a lot taller, you know. He was right, the mismatch. Yep, yep, the mismatch. Yeah, but, but, but out of doubt, yep. Now, what, what else you got? To, back, to, back to Dennis Allen, Bobby. Back yeah. to Dennis Allen, uh, which, which is the reason why I called. Dennis Allen, as a defensive coordinator, he's, he, he's, he's dialing up stunts. He's dialing up switches. He's got uh, people, uh, defensive linemen, dropping back in coverage and, and blitzing safeties. He's, he's aggressive. He's creative. And it's, it, he, 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 what? He had, he had a top 10 defense. He was defensive coordinator. He's got a top ten defense, right? And I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him being as aggressive as the head coach. It, it, has he become tentative because he's because he's the head coach and he's not the defensive coordinator? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, it just well, seems to uh, me like his yeah. defenses. His defenses were were more prepared to come out of the gate in the first half of the game and tee off on these offenses. Yeah. Uh, now, Jim, I could tell you uh, there's different theories here. When you're going against uh, a quarterback uh, that you think, um, and it might be the case against the Vikings also, you could say, uh, like, how do they process to attack a defense? Do they know what they're doing? Because uh, if they look lost, uh, then you just blitz them. And uh, they can't process things quick enough, so maybe you blitz them. Then let's say if they're a little smarter quarterback, and I think he viewed that uh, with, with, with Badgett, with Bajent, that, um, you know, let's try to confuse him and maybe throw more looks at him, where you might have defensive linemen uh, dropping in coverage and all that, just trying to mix it up. 
I, I, I take the approach that um, all I know is you can't let what occurred a number of times when Beijing was successful, he can make a sandwich back there. I mean, and all of a sudden he's completing a pass and it's a nice pass, but we're not even tattooing him. We're not hitting him. Now, you might say, well, you can't hit the quarterback anymore, Bear. No, you don't have to hit him in the head or go down on their knee. You can still hit him in the gut or you can hit him in the arm, break their arm. How about you knock the ball out or something? No, there was too many times where, he, uh, uh, Jim, he was able to throw the ball. Ain't nobody even touching him. Now, I, I don't know if Dennis needs to dial up stuff to get more pressure. And you might say out and out blitz. Well, Abair, we should be able to out and out blitz. Don't you, aren't you always bragging on our secondary? And we could put them on an island? Now, I know at LSU's defense, I'm, I'm going off because this is what we observe uh, from a local fan base. You can't blitz uh, uh, opposing LSU quarterbacks. Now, I don't know about the, the, the Alabama guy he can run, but I'm saying a quarterback knows what they're doing because LSU's defensive backs are terrible. They're terrible. So uh, you might say, what do How you have to lose? How far they've fallen from DBU? No, it's DB Poo. Uh, you know, I've said that. No, it, it, it's uh, wide receiver you. But, but, yes. but anyway, the Saints, where they're at, I think maybe Dennis Allen, I don't know if he's keeping it in his back pocket, uh, that maybe we should be a more aggressive getting after the opposing quarterback because I think we have quality cover people. You understand what I'm saying? Where, no, um, we got the corners, you got the slot corner, uh, you know, if you're truly confident, and, and make the quarterback have to make a quick decision. Now, you got to be able to tackle because the yards after the catch. Because when you blitz and cover zero or whatever, you're getting after the quarterback, one missed tackle, eh, uh, we just gave up like a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, whatever it might be. So from that perspective, uh, uh, Jim, I think uh, Dennis Allen's going to um, – he's probably – his wife's going to say, well, honey, y'all won, and Dennis Allen's going to be frustrated and maybe go in the film room. He, uh, he knows we cannot continue to do this to have four games in a row where we basically suck in the first half defensively because that has to be our strength. We need to have four quality quarters of defensive football. And, and 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 he knows he knows that he knows we got to do that. Be back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shots for everyone today on the Ciroc Point After. Going to get into Derek Carr's post-game interview. He went 25-34 passing today, 211 yards and two touchdowns. Here's what the Saints quarterback had to, to say after today's win. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why we play the game is to win football games and you know make the corrections after a win. And so um, you know we were able to string two in a row in. You know now after that terrible feeling that we had before the Colts game, and uh, you know seeing some of the just the fruits of the conversations and the hard work paying off. And uh, you know that's a that's a good feeling. You know especially as a quarterback when when you know that. Uh, we're still, we're, we still have room to improve. We're doing some things better. Um, my, you know, myself I always start with myself. Um, but to see us going in that direction at this time of year is what you want to see. It seems like the offense had the reverse this time, where it was if you start fast and then they kind of were sluggish through the rest of the game. What happened in that? Well, we won, you know, at the end of the day, we won. And, you know, this is professional football. You know, everyone, you know, is into numbers and fantasy football and all those things. Sometimes, there, you know, DB makes a play. Sometimes the defense gets in there, you know, whether, no matter what the rankings are. And, uh, you know, they, you know, made a few plays um, in the second half early on uh, that we didn't make, but I'm not, uh, I'm not kind of overly concerned or like, oh man, it's not fixable or anything like that. Um, but they made plays at those moments that made it feel like when we came out, it just wasn't feeling as good as the first, but. I have no no worries. I'm fully confident um, in our group to you know come in, especially tomorrow after a win, and really focus in on you know what 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 do we do better now, you know, and uh, you know I'll be excited to see how we come out you know next week. And your kind of point was to be this alive going back back going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look. You know, we are all human. You know, we go through stuff and sometimes it's, you know, you know, there's change. You know, he's, you know, getting to know me and there's things, you know, that we deal as with players in our personal life and things like that. And who knows what's going on? And sometimes it, you know, you can be doing everything right. It doesn't go your way. We all know that in life, you know. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I think that he's still been making, you know, some big plays for us and, you know, making some tough catches and things like that. But to see him have a touchdown, you know, see him have a couple big plays for us, um, you know, get the ball back in his hands, you know, that was good. And again, this is, it goes back to, you know, what we've, what I've been saying since I got here. You know, some days it's going to be that way. You know, where, you know, oh, wow, Chris, you know, and, you know, oh, man, Mike had, you know, eight catches or Sheed or, you know, and, you know, man, Alvin, you know, Alvin got the ball a whole bunch. You know, I, I just am going to read the plays out and, you know, try my best to make it happen. And uh, it just happened to, you know, go that way for Chris Day. But it's good, good timing, I think, you know, uh, for him. Um, on Chris, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter outside about him and things like that. Can you just speak to kind of the maturity that he's had over the course of the past couple of weeks dealing with everything? He's been unbelievable. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I hope that gets praised. You know, he has handled everything with such class. He's handled everything as such a pro. Um, you know, every time we come to work, he's still texting me. We're FaceTiming. He's, hey, I got you on this. Hey, hey you know, this. I like this route. Da, da, you know, and just to see him, you know, dealing, you know, to be able to compartmentalize, you know, uh, you know, taking that and still doing his job, you know, um, it's really unbelievable. And so he's a young player, you know, again, this is another thing that I think is a problem in our league. We don't give young guys a chance to grow and develop and go through their process. And, you know, he's developing into what I think is going to be a tremendous player for a long time. And the city of New Orleans should be very happy to have Chris as, you know, you know, one of their starting receivers because he's a, he's the ultimate pro. He loves football. He's a great teammate. Uh, and he does anything you ever ask of him. Uh, you know, and sometimes even when it's the hard stuff, you know, he'll, he goes in there and he, he does it. And, you know, we call on him at the end of the game to, you know, put us in better field goal position. Boom. He comes up for us, you know, and, 
throw him a ball to get a first down, which I think it was a first down, but I'm not complaining at all. Uh, I'm clear on that, but uh, he makes a big play for us there. We called his number, you know, and so to see him just continue to push through, you know, there's things in my life I've been through where no one even knows, but you just keep pushing through, and when you, when you see the fruits of it just personally, it's a good feeling. Yeah, Jake, you see five turnovers on the other side of the ball. And this, this year, the Saints have been pretty good about ball security. How valuable is that then in, in a lot of these close games? Well, it's one of the things that, you know, I, I could go out there and probably do two or three plays back and try and force a ball and see you know make the, you know make a tight window throw and I have all the confidence that I can do it but at the end of the day playing with this defense I know over time that if I can take care of the football and if we can as an offense hold on to it uh, and do those things um, that you know th- those numbers begin to turn into wins and you know you always see at the end of the year you know, takeaway differential. And you see the teams at the top have a bigger takeaway differential and the teams at the bottom don't. And it's the opposite. And so um, for me, coming here and playing here, I just want to be as efficient and clean as possible. Um, and there's going to be games that will be tight. You know, get, and when they're tight, you got to take care of the ball and just give us a chance at the end. And then when you have to make that throw, you make that throw. But um, there's a couple times today where you don't have, I didn't have to do that because you know, you know what's happening on the other side of the ball. And so the ultimate goal is to to win the football game and you know it, it takes all three phases playing together and so uh, I just try and do that to my best to help DA and those guys out. Derek Carr's post-game interview brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Let's pause 10 seconds now for stations to identify themselves on the New Orleans Saints radio network. As we head to break, Cajun Cannon, pretty impressive stats from the Saints O-line and Derek Carr obviously getting rid of the ball a lot quicker now in the first six games, 17 sacks. The last three now, just two. It wasn't sacked at all today. Well, um, you know what? Andrews Pete's all left tackle. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm Who like, knew he'd be the solution? No, no, uh, he's a pro. Part uh, of the solution, uh, I'll say. Now, uh, I don't know. To think that how well is he he plays and he truly maybe you say, uh, what's his passion for football? <laughs> but uh, what Andrews Pete has done lately at left tackle uh, he made him a lot of money, a, a lot of money in the future, uh, because there's not enough guys at that level. And uh, no, uh, what we've done protecting uh, Derek Carr the last three games, that's outstanding. That needs to continue. We go to the Vikings. Pete's go, playing big for something now. Yeah, yeah, he ain't big for nothing. He's right. playing big for something. He's playing big time left tackle. That being Andrews Pete. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who that? The Saints, a 24-17 victory over the Chicago Bears. Remember, Saints win, you win at McDonald's. Before we get into the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, Cajun Cannon wanted to bring up a great stat for you, Cajun Cannon. The Saints are now 18-1 when Taysom Hill gets seven-plus carries in a game over the course of his career. So just get Taysom seven or more carries in a game, and you're pretty much a short of victory, black and gold. Well, uh, if he has a game that he has four or five (laughs) carries and we don't win, then we should be bitching uh, because uh, that does not lie. Uh, Seven or more carries. 11 today. 18 and one, and he had 11. Uh, Look, it's now his 19th time in Hill's career that he's had at least seven carries in a game, and uh, they're going 18 and one in those games. Uh, so no, it, it, it we have to. It just, I mean, that has to be part of the Follow strategy. Follow the trend, right? Follow the trend, and uh, when he hits that seven carry uh, threshold, now this didn't come about. New Orleans has outscored its opponents by more than thirteen points per game on average. Now it was only seven, but we could have maybe made it ten 
or something. It just seems like it's not a one-point win. It's like uh, it's a convincing win uh, when Taysom Hill carries the ball uh, seven times or more. Uh, like I said, uh, going into this game, 17-1, now 18-1. Steve, that, that caught my attention. Outscoring uh, is the NFL. Outscoring opponents by more than 13 points per game on average. And that's a big sample size. So, uh, listen, Pete Carmichael, Coach Curry, everyone, Coach Marone, all involved with the offensive game plan. I know we want to save Taysom for December. Hopefully we win in the NFC South. Close out the season. You're going into the postseason. Taysom is ready to roll come December, January, like he would be come September, October, now early into November where he's at. But you're not asking him to, like, okay, run the ball uh, 18, 20 times. No, it's seven. That's the magic number. So, uh, uh, Sneaky Pete, when you're putting uh, that <laughs> game ten, plan together, that game plan together, and you, okay, how are we going to call plays and what occurs throughout the game? No, until proven differently. I mean, I don't know. You know, when you analyze stuff and all that, uh, again, big sample size 18 and 1. Uh, when he carries seven uh, uh, more times, oh, well then, get him sure. carries right against the Vikings, <laughs> against the Falcons coming up. I'm not gonna look past that. Uh, but Taysom Hill got to ca- carry the ball at least seven times in both those games. Looking at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Cajun Cannon. Let's get to Edmund and Picayune wants to talk to us about Adebo and that Florida lead defense. What you got for us, Edmund? Let's say, Bobby, who that, baby? Who that, Edmund? What you got? Hey man, Adebo, he he he's, he's stepping up being a star this year for sure, Fox. Yeah, yeah, but without and, a doubt, I think last year, you know, he came out, uh, boy, uh, really a flash, not a flash in the pan, uh, a flash and caught our attention uh, coming out of Stanford. He was outstanding as a rookie, and then last year, uh, you know, can you play hurt? And are you dealing with injuries? I think it was more what he was dealing with as far as from Andrew perspective. And right now he's been healthy. And look, uh, we've gotten a bunch of interceptions. We lead the NFL in picks with twelve right now. Say that again. Uh, we lead. Okay, this is not an opinion. <laughs> we lead the NFL in interceptions uh, right now with twelve. And I've said this early before. The 49ers and the Jaguars they got to buy. They had eleven. We had twelve in Cincinnati. They're playing Sunday night football, right? And, and, they play tonight, and, and, and they have ten. So, and out of those 12 interceptions, Paulson and Debo has three. Quite a turnaround from last season, Cajun Cannon, considering where we were with takeaways, obviously. We had, I want to <laughs> say, the whole season, like seven interceptions. Right. I, I remember when we surpassed that mark, we were all excited. Uh, so, no, they're being more opportunistic, not only getting passes defending, we're actually not only defending passes and knocking them down. That's a good thing to have, but we're also uh, catching the football. The reason why I say it's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, we, we led the NFL coming into this game and passes defended. So, so let me look right quick where we at. Okay, passes defended today, we had seven. So now we are at uh, 62. And we came into the game leading the NFL with 55. Jacksonville, the Jaguars, by They had 53 to a Ravens, 45. So now we had 62. So we're not only leading, this is good, a pass-happy league. It's a passing league. We lead the NFL right now in interceptions and passes defended. Now, what we got to get better and what I want, 
I'll run defense. Uh, and in the past, we've been better than the we've run defense. We've been so stout. That's been a big drop-off. But not so much last year. Right. We were outstanding if you look at um, – let me figure this out. Okay. We were outstanding uh, 19, 20, and 21. Not so much 22, and not so, so much, much 23. This season, right. Now we change. We let David and Yamada – uh, Shai Toto, we let him go. We let David and Yamada go to Atlanta. But we still, and listen, I love Shepard, and I love Saunders and all that, Malcolm Roach and all that, but we still have not been able to stop the run like we did in the 19, 20, and 21 season where on the top of my head, I'm almost sure we were top three. We weren't allowing 100-yard rushers at any game. We were giving up like 3.2 yards a carry instead of like uh, 4.9. You might think, oh, that's not that much difference. Yes, yeah, it, is. it is. When you look how the game unfolds, it, it truly is. Taking a break, we'll be back more with the Ciroc Point After right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. I want to thank the good folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our Saints crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine, dine-in or delivery. The best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Just go check out MagazinePizza.com. Getting more into our Saints sound bank, the MVP of today's game, Mr. Paulson Adebo, had seven tackles, two interceptions, three passes defensed, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Here's what he had to say in the post-game locker room. Also, how does it feel to, to have a game like that and to and, and to have that game play such a specific role in the win as well? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, obviously, I couldn't be able to do it without my teammates and without, you know, obviously, rushing coverage goes together. So, you know, everybody's saying good pick, good pick. But the fact of the matter is, you know, our pass rushers were doing a great job um, throughout the duration of the game, making the quarterback uncomfortable and making them throw, uh, you know, bad throws. Um, yeah, just trying to read the quarterback side, trying to be aggressive on the ball. Um, that's something that we've we've been kind of harping on, you know, trying to get takeaways and affect the ball and attack the ball. So it's kind of just what you know, as a whole, what we're trying to do as a defense. Sorry. On that first pick, at what point do you know you got a shot at it? Is it as he's starting the release? Like, like, what is your mindset on that play? Like, at what point do you see I got a shot to go get this? Yeah, I think just being a trying to be a playmaker, reading the quarterback size, um, seeing when his hand his hand comes off the ball, um, and just trying to make a play, trying to jump a route. So, just kind of reading the quarterback size. What do you see on the front job? I mean, it's something that we've been also harping on. Coach D.A. is harping on that, attacking the ball, um, top-down punch-out. So just trying to see the ball and trying to punch at it to make sure it can come out. So I'm glad that it was able to. Were there things you were doing maybe to bait him a little bit or to disguise what you were doing a little bit that allowed you to make those two picks? Uh, I think it's just great play calls. You know, D.A. and uh, our D.C. Joe Woods, uh, both of them just putting us in the position to make plays. Um, so depending on the down and distance, I feel like they had us in a good call uh, to be able to ex- execute our technique and make a play on the ball. This is a few weeks now where you've had strong games one after another. What do you kind of just make a building on one game after another? Yeah, just try to take every game, one game at a time. Next game is doesn't have anything to do with this game. So just being locked in every single play. Um, there's some things that you know I got to fix, and there's some things that we got to fix as a defense. But I think just moving forward, trying to be as focused as possible and trying to let the good games carry over. Do you feel locked in in a way, like in a, in a little bit different way the last few weeks? Like, like, do you feel like you've taken a step forward personally? Uh, I just try to do, you know, try to be locked in every single game. So 
if the results are good this week, you know, obviously I got to go look at the film. You know what I mean? Sometimes it feels better than it is. Sometimes it feels worse than it is. But I'm um, just trying to have the same approach every single week and trying to put my best foot forward. What does this rank for you for your personal performances all time? Uh, probably, probably one of the best. I mean, two picks and a forced fumble. Um, I think it's probably my best. Uh, but again, you know, there's some plays that I made mistakes on and, and whatnot that maybe hadn't been highlighted. So, you know, it's give and take. What did you make of the run back on the first play? Uh, shoot, I'm just trying to find, trying to find the end zone. <laughs> Didn't happen this time, but you know, just trying to be aggressive and, and trying to take it the other way. When you have a game like this, and you know, we all sit here, we ask you about the turnovers and the interceptions and things like that. How, how important is it for you to look at the moments in between those takeaways? As you in terms of looking for additional improvement or something. Yeah, I mean, every game is the same. We just look at what we did well, what we did, you know, bad. Um, there might be a game where I play phenomenal, but I don't have any interceptions. It might be a game where I play great or I play not so great, but have you know so. It's just trying to be as objective as possible, trying to look at the film, see what I could have did better, see what I could have did, uh, what I did do well, and just kind of having that same mindset of, of correcting all the mistakes regardless of what it looks like uh, at the end of the game. It seemed like early on in the game, the Bears offense was able to produce pretty well in the middle of the field, and then they continued to be able to kind of attack the flats. From your perspective, kind of, was that an execution thing? Was that just play call versus play call? Yeah, I mean, they were they were calling some good plays, and they were, you know, whether it was us that we weren't focusing, or they were calling good plays. Uh, regardless, the fact of the matter is, they were they were making plays, and that was a big emphasis coming back to try to stop some of those plays. Were there things that you guys figured out and did differently in the second half? I mean, throughout the duration of the game, we're always trying to make checks and adjustments, um, kind of see what the team's game plan is as they come out. So. Throughout the game, we're, we're making different checks and making adjustments, so glad that it was able to carry over in the second half and we were able to finish the game on a strong note. The player of the day, Saints corner Paulson Adebo, will be back with more of the Ciroc Point after coming back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Well, false start on Steve right there. Sorry, back on the Ciroc Point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to get into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line once again. David and Slidell, what you got for us tonight? Uh, 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 you know, uh, I'm so happy they won. Right. But but they're not as good offenses when Bobby was playing with Mike Tice and Hobie Brenner with the, the tight ends. And... It depresses me because, all right, first of all, the offense isn't doing what they can do. And then you got the defense. They need to be in a 3-4, back like when we had uh, Sam Mills. No, the only thing, David, uh, David, okay, uh, listen, uh, stay on the line. I'm going to tell you why we can't be a 3-4. We don't have a good enough linebackers. When you run a 3-4 versus a 4-3, that means you have an overabundance of linebackers because you have three down linemen four linebackers, and then when you have more linemen and the way teams are using a nickel defense, what they do now is have four down linemen and two backers. Now today, because we thought the Bears are going to run, we play in Zach Bond. Zach Bond is not a starting linebacker. Okay, I mean, I don't even know what Caden Ellis is doing uh, with the the Falcons right now. I don't know what success. I'm just going based on what Caden Ellis, how they contributed last year, Compared, okay, we're going to plug and play Zach Bond to take over Caden Ellis. Er, not, not. So I'm just saying, David, that's why we can't do a 3-4. The way we structured, we don't have enough linebackers to run a 3-4. You understand the point I'm making there? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, look, I, 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 but our offense isn't produce, producing the same way when, when you had Tyson. Where right. Where is Jimmy Graham? Inactive. Where's Jimmy Graham? Uh, I, I, listen, uh, that's the number one question. That, that, that is a mystery. Uh, well, well, why is Jimmy Graham on the team if we're not going to utilize him? Uh, to me, now, uh, if you look at uh, the tight end position, uh, Jawan Johnson, I, I like this, not necessarily high average, but he had five targets, five catches uh, for 29 yards. He had one long gain, uh, 14 yards. He, uh, he, he scored a touchdown. Uh, but he averaged like six yards a catch. I mean, okay, so Derek Carr did throw him uh, the ball. Uh, Foster Moreau had one target, one catch, 23 yards. I think, you you know what that's telling me, David? (laughs) I think they want the future of young guys who they uh, paid Jawan Johnson. They brought Foster Moreau on board along with Derek Carr from the Raiders, and Jimmy Graham is like the pass. I mean, but but I thought they were going to utilize him uh, now, he caught that one touchdown, I want to say, against Green Bay. Correct, right. Uh, but uh, we haven't seen anything. I mean, I, I don't know, conspiracy theories. You know, everybody today, oh, conspiracy this, conspiracy that and all. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I don't know, when, when we were practicing against the Chargers at L.A. and he's wandering in the street and he gets arrested, there's just something more to that, that uh, they're holding it against him. I don't know what he was under the influence of what. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe it was nothing, but all I know, if the cops arrest you and you wander in the street, they take you to the crazy house or something. Like, what? What? You're going to get hit by a car? What are you doing? Or whatever. They did say he was suffering some from seizures. I believe that was the medical report. Okay, so you're walking in traffic and having a seizure. Okay, well, why are you in traffic? Is just the seizure hit you there? Yeah, there hasn't been much more information no. come okay, out after so that. I don't know. Right. You don't but, know what you don't know. I don't. Exactly. But Jimmy Graham's been kind of out of sight, out of mind, and the fans want to know. Okay, if Jimmy Graham, if he's on the team, 
and he's not really playing in the game, uh, why he needs a veteran day off during the week? We have practice. Uh, so, uh, oh, no, we're giving Jimmy a veteran's day off. It might be a Wednesday practice, a Thursday. He ain't playing in the damn game. He ain't beat up. Why he needs a veteran day off? Okay, either you play Jimmy Graham and you have him compete and help us contribute to a win or whatever, or you know what? Uh, you uh, uh, He's back on the team, and then you have a retirement party, and you introduce him to the crowd, and he can wave to the crowd and all that. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad I was a big part of the Saints. You can go sit with Ashley uh, in the stands. I, I want to say, yeah, uh, exactly, with, with, with Ashley and, uh, uh, you know, a, a big Jimmy Graham fan. And it, uh, because I'm telling you what, Jimmy Graham, now it's a decade ago, had three, basically, he had three seasons that was the best in NFL history. Now, Steve, was it 12, 13, 14, or was it 11, 12, 13? It was three seasons where, like, you talk about Jimmy Graham at Gronkowski. It, it was up there. And I, I still think, he looked, he looked like he's young. He looked in shape in training camp when they'd run two-minute offense and all. like he was ready to contribute. So I don't know. Uh, now, uh, now, Dennis Allen might say, well, he's part of our depth, or are we trying to, uh, you know, get more opportunities? Uh, now, I would say, and I don't know this, I'm speculating, okay, uh, the trust factor. Because you all have position groups and you have meetings. Okay, uh, I don't know the relationship him and the tight end coach. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I know that if you have a coach that goes to bat for you and wants to give you opportunities, that um, that you get opportunities in a real game. You're active. Uh, now, n- nothing against Foster Morrow. Listen, a local uh, uh, favorite, Jesuit High School, LSU. When he dropped that pass um, against the Jaguars, right? did Jimmy Graham ever do a play like that? Oh, Not okay. that I can think of the top of my head, okay, right? Yeah. No. Now, I always said this. Now, you position your body. That could be coaching all thumbs right. in instead of thumbs out because the ball could skip off your hand. You change, you twist your body to make sure you catch the ball. You don't need any yak. You turn the ball, you turn your body, you catch it, you fall down in the end zone. So whatever. So I don't know what's up with Jimmy Graham. But uh, that's something I think the Houdat Nation and the fans want to know. A lot of fans are asking we about for sure. We love Jimmy Graham. We love what he did in the past. We still think he can contribute in the future. So when I look at the tight end position, okay, so you look at Jawan Johnson and Foster Morrow. So they basically combine – uh, so if you're going uh, 29 and uh, 23 yards, so uh, what, uh, 62 yards total? Okay, uh, they contributed, so six catches. Six targets, six catches. Now, are we going to get that kind of production uh, every game? Now, my old Bobby Taysom Hill's a tight end. I don't count for Taysom Hill. Tight end. He Taysom, does everything. Taysom Hill does everything, exactly. <laughs> now, Taysom had five catches, uh, four, uh, 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 four catches, five targets for 13 yards. A long gain of uh, six, and he caught a touchdown. Uh, Taysom ended up uh, catching a touchdown. But as far as Jimmy Graham, I don't know. You can ask Deuce. Uh, <laughs> you can ask uh, Steve Geller, Charlie Long, Jeff. You can ask anybody in our staff. If they have answers, <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know why uh, Jimmy Graham is not given an opportunity. I just wonder is Gra- what what really is Graham's role right now, especially with a, a healthy Jawan Johnson back, because we know he's your main pass catching tight end on this team. I guess Foster Morrow can be 
a suitable blocker, and we know Jimmy Graham has never been that. Yeah, that, that, that's a good, fair point. Uh, when, you know, you're trying to establish the running game, but if they, uh, when you're trying to set the edge, uh, uh, it's not like we got the second coming of Hobie Brenner or John Tice at tight end when they're truly setting the edge, blocking. So uh, I don't know. It's not like you could say Jawan Johnson or Foster Morrow, unbelievable run blockers. That's why Jimmy don't have right. a chance. You can't expect Taysom Hill to set the edge. All I know, I was fortunate to play with two of the best run blocking, blocking tight ends in NFL history. Yes, I said it history. Just like city champ Ricky Jackson, who he hated to go against. He'd go, oh, uh, the games are easy. I go against Hobie Brenner in practice. Man, that's the hardest time. That's the greatest compliment to, you can get. To try and contain the running game. No, I don't think we have those kind of tight ends on the team. We'll be back with more of the Sir Rock Point after, after this break on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Your NFC South leading Saints beating the Bears today 24 to 17 improving to 5 and 4 on the season and what do you know a win streak is brewing two in a row for the black and gold but I want to know right now Bobby what's bugging you about well, today's game brought to you by J&J Exterminators Louisiana's independent exterminating company Well it's it's obvious um you know, because I always talk about this. Hey, they, hey, man, why do you always talk about that? Because I know how relative, because it's pros versus I was going to say, could it be the turnover oh, margin? No, it ain't, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Now, you can't be uh, plus five and only win by seven points. Now, a, a win is a win, but I'm just telling you, they'll come back to bite you uh, if you don't uh, have a more dominant performance uh, when you're able to take away the football uh, five times. And especially... You have to look, okay, you're taking it away. But you you know what? Uh, did Derek Carr throw an interception? No. Uh, did we fumble the football? No. So you're protecting the football, and you're plus five, and you're taking it away, and you win by seven points? I'm like, I- I'm almost shocked. Inconceivable. If you'd have told me that we were plus five, man, I'm just saying so. Not only winning by double digits, they're probably winning by 20-plus points. Because t- that's just uh, the way it is, because – if you look at, okay, look at the Bears. They're now 2-7. and seven. So you know what the Bears are for the season? They minus 9. They Lose, were minus losing 4. Losing football, there you minus go. Minus 4 coming into the game, so now they're minus 9. Ooh, that'd take them into a now, huge now, ditch right there. Yeah, now, now, <laughs> yeah, because they were 25th, so who knows? Uh, they, they might end up being one before last or last. And we were top 10 at plus 3. I guarantee you we probably jumped uh, to top 5 for sure. I haven't investigated enough by being now plus eight uh, for the season. But that's what's bugging me. Uh, that uh, Listen, it's the NFL and nothing comes easy. But when you're plus five, uh, win should come easy. I mean, you should be well in control uh, uh, to win the game and not sweating at the end. Because a one-score game, you never know what's going to happen. Cajun Cannon. Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus eight. Pittsburgh Steelers plus eight. And the New Orleans Saints plus eight atop the NFL. Oh, so you look at Tampa Bay, that's going to be give me nipping at our heels. And then, um, look, look, the Steelers aren't very good. But you know why all of a sudden you look, the Steelers aren't Defense, very good. And, and why are they winning? And they might win ugly, whatever, because they plus eight. So I, I, that's a good sign. Sounds I, like you know what you're talking about with I, that turnover margin. No, I, I know history. <laughs> I, I, listen, I've been there. I've been in those damn meetings. I've been in those damn meetings by protecting the football right. and taking it away. What it means because you look at the NFL, it's pros versus pros. Everyone could play. 
So it's how you protect the football, and then how, how do you take it away? I'm telling you that that, that it's amazing uh, how you win when you're on the plus side versus the minus side, and you plus five. Listen, I'm not saying it never happened. I like to see how many teams in NFL history lost and they were plus five in a turnover margin. Uh, I'm giving you a homework assignment. You, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about this later in the week? Or no? no, I was going to see. I can, I can try to find that oh, out yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, Let's yeah. go to our open yeah. heart jewelers talking text line. Check in with Jimmy. I know we got a chance to go to the game today. How you doing, Jimmy and Gretna? Yeah, man. Look, I got a hall pass, dude. I enjoyed every minute of it. I felt very free out there. It felt good, man. Like Al Bundy when Peg, you know, when Peg lets him out the roost, you know what I'm saying? Gets him out of the pen. But no, look, let me say this, Bobby. Great win. Kudos to the secondary. Yeah, I know. He's a D2 rookie undrafted. And and look, I'm looking forward at this schedule here, guys. I want to get y'all's take on this. I've said it before. I'm really kind of curious to know who we're going to play at quarterback when we play the Vikings. Because one... The rookie, the third stringer, got hurt today, right? So they just traded for Dobbs. He was outstanding. And I thought, yeah, he did. He actually won it. He didn't know the names of the players he was throwing <laughs> the ball to. And, you know, and then you look at the fact that uh, Nick Mullins was actually the QB2 uh, behind Cousins. He's on IR, but he's supposed to come back week 10 against the Saints. So I don't know. I think Dobbs might actually start over Nick Mullins. Just because he won that game today, um, and he's but consistent. then again, it was against Atlanta. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I want to get y'all's take on that. Who do y'all think we're going to see, Josh Dobbs or Nick Mullins, Week Ten, when Dobbs. we go to Minnesota? I, I, I would say because uh, I haven't looked at it, but I think Dobbs, considering the task at hand and what he's able to accomplish, I would go in that direction. Uh, but but I'm going to go further. Uh, this is Jimmy uh, and everybody in the Hootat Nation. You know, you could be ecstatic uh, because we are leading the NFC South, but you got to keep it in perspective. And you can't be like, oh, stand up and get crunk. I'm, I'm glad we we're able to play that at home and uh, actually scoring touchdowns. But when I look at right now, you have to look at who you're beating. Again, it is the NFL, but it's not like we uh, play in the Cowgirls or the Eagles or the 49ers. You can go on and on. Who's amongst the best? But when I look at this, the Bears had lost 40 consecutive games before beating uh, the Washington Commanders in Week 5. The Bears were last in the NFC North. They're only right now in the last two seasons. You know what their record is? 5-21. and 21. Okay, not 21-5. and five. they 5-21. and 21. So we beat the Bears. Well, hell yeah, if you're relevant, you should beat the Bears. Now, the schedule for the Saints has been weak, to say the least, and it will be that way the rest of the season. So New Orleans, uh, look, uh, has just one team on the remaining schedule with a record above 500, and that's the Detroit Lions, uh, who are 6-2 uh, right now. Now, the Houdat Nation, I uh, said this in the pregame, needs to hold the organization's feet to the fire uh, and expect the Saints to win. No, we're not competing. It's not PE class. we got to win. Uh, we, uh, if we're relevant and amongst the best, none of the teams they have beaten so far have a winning record. Only one of the black and gold opponents so far this season has a winning record, and that's uh, there on the bye week. That was the Jaguars, who are 6-2. and two. But we watched that game, what occurred. Now, we might have won, would have, could have, should have, whatever. But we all know what happened. Now, New Orleans has four wins. Or I should say, now, uh, uh, this was going into the game, so I didn't break this down. But uh, coming into this game, the Saints had four wins, have come against teams that are combined – 
nine and twenty-one record. So are we going to brag about that? No, we got to uh, say no. We expect have high expectations. We expect uh, I don't know. We say greatness, but we expect more consistency on a winning level. You know why? Because Drew Brees and Sean Payton spoiled us. Uh, then days uh, uh, before Katrina, that's different. Post Katrina. <laughs> And what occurred? Now you might say, well, uh, Abar, they had seasons uh, when uh, Drew Brees and all that three-year run. The Saints were basically 500 at 7-9 and all that. Man, our defense was so bad. I was going to say, it was never the offense that was an issue. I guarantee if we had those offenses with these defenses, then you're always winning double digits. And you remember then all of a sudden how we turned around, Mickey Lewis and all had a great draft. You remember we did win the uh, NFC South four straight years. And then all of a sudden, look where we're at now. Oh, but Bobby, what are we going to do this decade? What are we going to do from 2020 to 2030? I understand that. That's why you cannot give him a pass. It's not like, oh, we got to be middle of the pack. I want us to be middle of the pack. I want us, uh, you know what, that give, uh, you're not good enough, you're not bad enough. Uh, no, uh, okay, uh, you're not in the, the bottom. Uh, okay, uh, if you're always around, um, hovering around 13, 14, 15, 16, then you average. Who wants to be average? No. Uh, I'd rather be below average, you blow everything up, or then uh, you're truly in the hunt. Now, Mickey Loomis and the Saints organization, they think they're still in the hunt. Look at where we're at right now. They think right now uh, that, that uh, we're trying to win now, and I respect that. And I think we should be able to win. That's why if they don't win the NFC South, or they're not in the postseason, sorry, it's a tough league uh, that you did not take advantage of the schedule. Look who we playing. We are playing. No. Oh, well, Bobby, uh, you play whoever's on your schedule. Yes, you play whoever's on your schedule, but then you should beat them. Now, listen, if we beat the Lions, that's a major upset. I think that's right. an upset. But all these other cats seem to be playing. Well, why not beat them? They're not amongst the best. Cajun Cannon, our uh, supreme statistician behind the glass over there. Charlie Long's got some information on your turnover question. So this is only from last year, guys. I haven't dug much deeper than this. Okay. But 2022, there were eight teams with a greater than plus five turnover differential. Six of them were playoff teams. Uh, the only other two teams that didn't make the playoffs were the Lions, who went 9-8, and eight, so they finished with a winning record. They just barely missed the playoffs. And then there was one team that had a losing record. That was the Patriots. They were plus seven, and they were 8-9. and nine. Oh, okay, but so Char- out of those out of those eight teams, seven had winning records and six went to the playoffs. If you had a plus five turnover differential or better, oh, okay, Charlie, he but wants that, to know in a game. Though, I, think. Think. I want in a game. Oh, in a single game. Yeah, has somebody been plus- back to the stat books, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, has right. somebody been plus five and they lost? I'd say shame on them. It's had to have happened. Uh, no, no, it's probably happened. Right. But I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I was thinking of the plus eight. We're leading the league. Yeah, We're yeah, feeling yeah, good yeah. about ourselves and <laughs> season no, turnover but, but I'm saying plus five. Five in a, in a game, game, in yeah, a game you should never lose. Coming back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Black and gold, a big victory today over the Chicago Bears. Now have the lead in the NFC South. We're going to pause ten to pause here 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to dip really quick into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Cajun Cannon, Longshoreman. What you got for us today? Good seeing you at the uh, pregame show. Hey, thank you, Steve. Man, it was good seeing you too, man. Uh, uh, not to take y'all thunder at all. It's always great seeing y'all. I miss seeing Mike, but I know he's got other things to do. But uh, man, I appreciate y'all's uh, 
Y'all, uh, you know, that, that was awesome to see you and Bobby out there today. I always look forward to that. Now, uh, Longshoreman, uh, I told you this. Um, now, hopefully you don't develop an ulcer. Uh, I know you're a hard worker. <laughs> well, I've, I've been but, having them. I've been a face <laughs> fan all my life. Hey, Longshoreman, it ain't going to be easy. <laughs> I think it's going to be a struggle. When you think, uh, if I'd have told you before the game we're going to be plus five, oh, this is going to be an easy Saints win. Uh, well, nothing yep. comes easy. I'm, I'm nope. telling you, it's going to be – I don't know what's going to happen in Minneapolis against the Vikings. I don't know they'll have the bye week, what's going to happen in Atlanta. But it's just – case in point, Longshore, where we're at, it's just going to be a struggle the whole season. Hopefully we come out on top and win the NFC South. You totally stole my thunder earlier on that, on that last segment because I, I cannot – I could not believe what I was seeing that we're plus five in the turnover and we're not beating the living you-know-what out of this team. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. How can you not take advantage of that many opportunities? You know, and there goes Blake Groupie again, hitting it up right. But look, you know what? I mean, that's just uh, one of the least things of our problem. But look, and I don't understand the big chunks on the defense. Why are we leaving guys with no, no more than like 10 yards of space around them out in the flat? Wide open in the flat. Unacceptable. The quarterback doing a bootleg. Uh, why can he make a sandwich back there and we're not uh, getting after him? No, no. That, that, uh, I'm going to ask Dennis Allen that tomorrow come out uh, to the Silver Slipper. We're going to be doing the second guest there and I have the coaches show with Dennis Allen. Yeah, that's unacceptable that that's uh, the scenario. Talk to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say goodnight to the Houdat Nation. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Houdat, go Saints. First place, NFC South. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.